with bigger crops come bigger residue. And you know what? Residue management is a bigger, important role on farming operations if you want to be a top achiever like my friends at Extreme Ag. So we're talking about residue management, residue breakdown. Actually, we've got a webinar on this subject, depending on when you're watching this video, September 7th. Every month on the first Thursday month, we do webinars. Residue management, residue breakdown is kind of a big topic, and I wanted to dig into it more here at Temple Roads Field Day. All right, Chad. You and I have talked about this. We've got Holganics, Rob McCoy from Holganics. They have a product that's uh, you know, designed to help break down. After this machine right here runs, this big old fit combine, after it runs across the field, there's a whole bunch of fodder that blows out the back, a whole bunch of residue blows out the back. Now what? Well, we made one treatment right here on this dirt. <laughs> <laughs> we just had to get that out of the way we talked about earlier. No, you know, the biggest thing we see, you know, the, in the next year, when you plant your next crop, you know, we're here now talking about residue management, residue breakdown. And that's because now's the time you need to get your thought process because we've got to do this after the machine's run. Yep. You know, and the worst thing we can do is every time a grain cart pulls up, somebody wants to stop. And it's just blowing it out the back and it's just piling it up on the ground. And you can see it in the next year's crop, whether it's beans or corn or whatever you do, you can see it because the ground's just colder, the nutrients are tied up more. And, and it's something about keeping that good even flow and distribution of that management. There's nothing wrong with residue. Obviously, it helps... You know, improve organic yep. matter. It's, it protects you from soil erosion. Cover crop. It's, it's a cheap cover crop. It's there. And it's holding on to your nutrients for the next year. Right. So we need to break that down as fast as we can to try to get it into the next year's thing. How many times have you went out in different areas, maybe not down in Chad's because it's warm where he is, but maybe in the, up north where we are, you can go out there in a field that wasn't in corn. It's been in beans for three years and still find residue from the corn. Yeah, three years three years ago was the last corn yeah. crop. But especially, <laughs> like you said, in northern climates where you get three months at least, four months yeah. of it, of there's they don't have enough break because of the freezing effect. So it's not just an effect, a reason up in if you're in Minnesota or North Dakota where obviously it's frozen soils. It's, a, it's an issue everywhere. When you're pushing out 250 bushel corn, there's a boatload of residue. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, 100 bushel beans or 80 bushel beans, there's a lot of residue. Double crops, there's a lot of residue. We ain't had your wheat. You know, so that's the, this year we're testing on the wheat. If you told me two years ago, three years ago, well, you need to use this breakdown program. Look, man, within three weeks of after we cut our corn, it's black and it's, it's all to pieces. But now understand it's not about just a breakdown. It's about the protein release. You know, we need the nutrients that's inside of it. So just don't think it's about, oh, I need to break it down. No, no, no. It's about not being tied up as well. Well, and we talked about the, the heat as well. You know what I mean? Breaks it down quicker in, in his region. Well, last summer, we did a test on this, and we went out there. When we planted our double crop beans and we sprayed Roundup on it, we had this product in it. Well, guess what we had? When we we took it off, the, it cut better yep. that year. The right. beans cut better. Because we got rid of that otter. Well, Chad and I did a, we went down there and we looked at it over the winter. And it was it was clearly a difference. Okay, so answer me this. The products that you have that help do this, and they go right after the, and I, I remember the first time we started talking about residue breakdown products, and we worked with a few different ones of them. I assumed you went out there in the spring, but you really want to hit it in the fall. You thought it was steel. <laughs> you thought it was a disc or like a breaking block. I, I thought I thought, was, I thought you had to go out there in the spring and start doing it, but really you should start sooner than that and begin the process. What's yeah, the problem? I mean, you really are focused on it in the spring and the fall. The breakdown products in the fall after you harvest, it's all part of a cycle to improve soil health. And you get a lot of these benefits when we're doing that. You get the faster breakdown. You get the nutrient release. The the soil becomes more porous. You can You can get the water and nutrients through that quicker, more accessibility, easier to work the field. 
but you don't want to stop the process there. You're just starting to gain momentum. So you want to make sure spring, fall, keep going back and forth, building up that the microbial activity in the soil and let the let the microbes do the work for you. Is it working? It's definitely working. You're you're got more fodder, more residue than we ever had because the yields are bigger. The, I mean, I just saw we just did a yeah. root dig on a separate video, dear listener, and the soybean uh, stems at the bottom were you know bigger around as is uh, a, a. It's definitely working. I mean, you have all those nutrients out there. Let's get it back in the dirt and let's capture that money and put it pull it forward. Is there such a thing as getting it broken down too soon? In other words, if I go out there, especially in your part of the world where you don't have a hard freeze and you don't have you know four months of winter. If I break that down in November in, in your part of the Alabama, Chad, have I hard myself? Did I make it so that the, the nutrients got, you know, released by February and now they're not going to be there? Or is that... I'll have winter wheat on it. Or even if you're putting a cover crop, well, that allows that cover crop to take that up again and then turn it back loose again. Yeah. That's what the cover crop's all about, you know, is it getting into a form that the plant can use. So, you know, when we're, you know, we're going to spread on our corn, when it goes behind, uh, well, we're planting wheat behind of it, and that we're trying to get that broke down. And then we're going to start figuring out what we can use, how this fits into our fertility program. You know, so does that, do I get to shave off 10% of my fertility budget? Absolutely. What's the, you know, what's is that enough? Is there, any, is there an economic study to that, Rob, okay. where we can talk about, hey, I went out there and I used this product post-harvest. It helped break down stuff, made my nutrients more available, and now I can back off on fertility. Is there a number? Not, there is. And not only that, the product's going to work better with the cutback on the fertility. Because if we keep uh, fertilizing at the same rate, the, the plant's not, it, it's going to have its own dependency there where it's going to rely on that. We want it to work through its natural life cycle. So we're providing it with the nutrients and, and microbes to do that. Yep. Well, we have to get it to shift gears. It's got to switch lanes there in order to, to start looking and using those microbes and, and getting everything to to work harmoniously. There's going to be somebody that's listening to this, watching this, that says, yeah, you know what? Those guys spend too much money per acre. You know, that's kind of cool what they do. I can see that on corn, but not on soybeans. There's not that much residue on soybeans. Your answer would be? It definitely is. When you when you have, like for me, for instance, a lot of our beans, they're irrigated. And when you take that irrigated um, off, there's beans off. You have a crop in that that's three, four inches thick. I mean, it's just thick. And you've got to be able to break that down. Tremendous amount of potash in it and tremendous amount of phosphorus. I can't put on but so much phosphorus, I'm breaking it down, I'm putting it back in the dirt. Is there is there an argument made against doing this that you want that fodder to protect your soil because there is, you, you know, six months of that soil. You don't want it to be laying bare. I mean, you don't want it to be like we don't have the moldboard plow, but it doesn't do that anyway, it does No, 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 it can't. It can't do that. I mean, you're going to go out there and you, you can visually, it's very hard to see visually, but when you start picking it up and you start pulling it apart like we did in December, when Temple had his, and we come in here and done a done a video on it then, and we started pulling apart, like one pull would tear one up. Well, then it would just, it, it's more like a shredding process where it's just, it's just a lot finer parting. Dead gridillation. It's not something you're going to drive by on the road and say, oh, I can see that done it. But when you, if you put your boots in the field where they should be, yeah. you got to go out in the field, you got to get out of your truck, yeah. and you got to look at it a little bit. It's not a 55 mile an hour. 55 mile an hour deal, you know, so you're going to have to get out and do a little work, you know, we'll send you a pair of boots. All right. But anyway, we'll let you know. All right. Now, uh, the, the product is called what? Bio 800 Breakdown. And if I want to learn more about it, where do I go? You can go to Holganix.com. H-O-L-G-A-N-I-X. I see you got it right there. His name is Rob McCoy. His name is Temple Rhodes. Field day here. Chad Henderson came up from Alabama to participate. We do cool field days for with Extreme Ag. And if you have not been to one and you are watching this, you should come to one in 2024. This is the final one of 2023. 
There was one at Kevin's. There was one at Chad's. There was one at Kelly's. And there's one now at Temple's. There's allegedly going to be one at Matt Miles next year in 2024. Also, there's one at Johnny Varell's. Awesome field days, great learning experiences. All bunch of machineries brought in here. We got root digs going on. We've got uh, companies here demonstrating their products, talking to you about how you can enhance your farming game. That's what we do at Extreme Ag. Check out more cool stuff. I'm Damian Mason. Thank you for being here. ExtremeAg.farm.